Thanks for listening to Just Hit Record Podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss any of the content that we put out. If you aren't following us on Instagram, make sure to go do that at Just Hit Record Podcast. In today's episode, episode eight, we're going to be talking about scheduling people and services and how you can do that effectively. Hey, welcome back to Just Hit Record. Uh, we're going to talk about a very practical subject today, mm-hmm. um, scheduling. <laughs> yeah. It's this, like, it's I, tough. I don't know why, I, I really don't know why sometimes it's difficult to do this, but um, I think the administrative side of things is just, mm-hmm. is it terrifying for you? I actually recently posted a Instagram story with my close friends. Um, I scheduled the whole month of April. Um, this past week with songs, with people serving, um, in the, in the services. And I absolutely hate the administrative part, but I love it at the same time because I feel so like accomplished when it's done. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so rewarding when you finish, but the process is, is a bear to, yeah. Well, and especially if you're trying to like rotate people around, um, Because I know for me, like, when I've scheduled different people that serve uh, in the youth ministry that that I've been a part of, we've had to, we want to train people so that if somebody's sick, somebody can't make it, you know, we've had people that have literally texted me an hour before service, like, hey, Mm -hmm. traffic is terrible, I'm going to be like an hour and a half late, which is the end of service, or I'm going to be, I'm going to be too late to be there, Mm -hmm. Um, which is like, which is fine because, you know, if it's a volunteer they are not paid to be there. Right. They are choosing to be there, so that's okay. Um, but that, that does make it difficult, so you want people that know how to do things to help fill in that gap. Um, and then, like, <clears throat> you're also, like, trying to make sure that not everybody has, not a, not the, the same person isn't the only one singing uh, all, one, all, all one week or um, that somebody's not singing the same song every single time. And, and, again, like, trying to rotate it and trying to grow and, um, and it can be, it, it can definitely be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some of the things like, uh, the music pastor that we work with, um, he'll send out an email a couple weeks, like within the week of, of him putting the schedule together, like, Hey, I'm putting the schedule for the next month together. Please send me any weeks you are not available. Right. So basically like if you don't respond, you're saying I'm available all weeks, yeah. all the weeks. Um, Typically, that's the way that I go is, like, if you aren't going to be here for a week, I need to know. So either text me, email me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell me in person, but I'll probably forget. Yeah. But, like, something as simple as that, because most of the time, you know, for us dealing with students, they're in school. Mm-hmm. So the only time that they're really going to be out is, like, spring break. Or um, we've had students that, like, their family celebrates something on a Wednesday night. And so they're not there. And that's – and, again, that's totally fine. Um so, uh, for us, I mean, what, what have you found helpful with scheduling? What have you, what have you found helpful as you've done that? There's, there's two things that I've found to be helpful when I'm scheduling people. Um, one is just having a good attitude regardless of um, what it's like in the process because 
I mean, you're not always going to have a big team of people um, to choose from to if like you need that spot filled and you just you can't like that kind of puts me in, in a spot where then I have to do it. It's not maybe it like isn't something I really want to do, um, but it has to be done. Um, so having a good attitude and just um, not doing it just to do it, you know, and actually having a, a good attitude in the whole process that and putting yourself in other people's shoes um, that takes a whole load off of me. Um, I, I usually get kind of frustrated when somebody can't do something when they've said that they're able to. Um, and then something just comes up and I, I'm like, man, like, why, why are they not going to be here? Their grandma just died, but, um, you know, like, I I don't want to, I don't want to, um, take my, I want to put myself in their shoes and see what they're going through. And I mean, it's, it's, it's their life. It's like you said, they're not paid to be here. Um, they're volunteering and I want to treat my volunteers, my, my team with the most respect that I can. Um, and I don't, I don't want to hold something over anybody's head because they weren't able to make it, um, for a service or anything like that. So yeah, having a good attitude and just seeing, seeing things through other people's lenses. Yeah. That's really good. Something that I was think that just kind of came to mind is, um, you know, we, we talk about volunteers and we talk about these things kind of in a, an organization mindset, but something that I almost wish we would do is we would treat people like their family. Right. Cause like if they are a part of the family of God, like we don't look at our grandmother and say, well, why weren't you here? Mm-hmm. We understand we already like, I never looked at my grandmother and go, why didn't you come to this? Mm-hmm. And they're cause <laughs> Yeah. Like they have their own, like yeah. they have their own life. They have their other things like that they have to do. They have, um, and it's not because they, they just don't want to be there. Like something probably genuinely came up and they just weren't able to. Yeah. And so like thinking about it that way, um, has changed the game for me too. Yeah. And scheduling, you know, um, something that we started to do and I think has actually benefited us on the worship side is, we started thinking through the whole month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I don't know how your how your community operates. Um, some of you might operate better week to week, and that's great. Um, but I'm finding that thinking through the month as a whole allows a little bit better um, preparation. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode of just about preparation um, and what that kind of shows and, and and the importance of that. But um, you know, thinking through the whole month and going, where do we want to land at the end of this month? What do we want people to, to know? What do we want people to, to leave with? Um, and that means communicating with whoever's teaching, uh, whoever's preaching over that month. Um, however, your church operates. I know that there are some that uh, they're the lead pastor and the music pastor do not talk together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are some that that collaborate so that they can. Um, be on the same page so that we're not talking about God's grace one week, you know, during the week and the pastor's talking about love. You know, like, um, it's really great to be on the same page and, and be focused um, on whatever it is. I know that at An- Andy Stanley's church, they talk about this cone. So at the beginning of service, everybody's focus is like everywhere else. Right. But by the time they get to the altar moment, everything that they've done is intentional to bring their focus to the application or response that they want people to do. 
Um, and so the worship helps do that. Um, and so scheduling is a large part of that. Um, one of the templates that I found was through Vu Church uh, down in Miami, Florida. Rich uh, Wilkerson Jr. and Don Cherie uh, are the, the pastors down, the lead pastors down there. They have a resource website called Vu Friends and Family. Um, and we'll leave a link in the show notes of how you can get to that. But they have a lot of great resources on what they do. Um, and theirs is more lar- like for their church. Um, but we started using that in our youth ministry, just a template. Um, we filled things in of when call times were, basically when do you show up. Um, and do using different language to kind of um, change the culture mm-hmm. of like what we expected and things. Um, so, for example, we have what song... We have who's leading the song so that, you know, different people, oh, I see that I'm leading a song the third week. I'm going to go ahead and start listening to that. And that way they're going in, they go, well, this song in the original key is actually really high. Could we take it down? Um, And that's, that's, I know that that's helped people too. Uh, But it has the leader. Um, It has the artist because, you know, oh, 10,000 Reasons has been done a lot. We or actually had an instance where we did Join Your Waters and we got confused on which version we were doing it. And um, I think I had to lead it because yeah. some, I think something Caitlin, Something happened like um, Caitlin wasn't feeling well. Something something yeah. happened like right before service where she wasn't able to be on the stage. So right. we had to change the, the key. key. We had to change. I mean, it was, it, was it was crazy. a mad dash to get it all done. <laughs> Uh, before service started, um, and that's so, and, and 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 so you know, knowing which version of a song that you're gonna do, um, mm-hmm. because and and I can't think of a, I can't think of an example right off the top of my head that everybody has done, um, but like for example, Christ be magnified. There's two different versions. There's the Corey Asbury version that has different words than the um, Cody Carnes version. Yeah. Um, different chords, different keys. And so that's kind of important for whether it be guitar tuning. Um, oh, rattle. There's two different versions of rattle. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Elevation, which is an E flat, and then uh, Zach Williams does a version of it. Because, uh. um, and I forget which, what the original key is for that. It's definitely lower because Zach Williams has a different voice than Chris Brown. Um, so that's, you know, that's one thing. And then we put, obviously, the key because mm-hmm. that's important if somebody's practicing um, and there are lots of different resources that you can use to um, to practice, to go over things, whether that's through Music Stand. Um, Multitracks has a lot of different ways uh, through, like, Chart Builder. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this one thing on play. Like, people will use the church's login for playback and have the set list saved, and they can practice, actually. Like, they can download it on their phone, and they can practice whatever part they need to with with playback which i found to be so genius mm-hmm. we haven't done that but i just thought it was amazing and that was a dope idea yeah uh, and, and a l- obviously a lot of these are dependent on your resources mm-hmm. and you know we yeah. we just want to <clears throat> we also want to just give you some ideas to figure out where maybe you want to invest in uh in these resources but um you know, like we just have found that scheduling is beneficial in the sense that, like, it helps people know when they're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also an idea that I found 
I don't know if you follow this guy. Oh, and I'm going to I'm gonna try to look him up really quick so that I can make sure I say his last name correctly. Um, but he used to be the front man for All Things New. Um, and they uh, they were a, a team that, um, they were a, a, a band that kind of went around with Newsboys one tour. Garrett Hornbuckle. Um, he's, uh, he's a worship leader. Uh, I think he's now based in North Carolina, if I remember correctly. Um, but he, he actually shared about how he has multiple, um, he has multiple locations. Oh my gosh, the mic almost fell. That's amazing. (laughs) That was amazing. Dad reflexes. Um, thing I've ever seen from you, Nathan. I'm just joking. We play basketball often. And that would that would be terrible. If he that pulls up some happen. pretty cool shots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that completely threw off my train of thought. This is why we said just hit record. Um, but he talked about how he has to schedule different locations. Even you know, if you're a multi multi site um, church, you have people that uh, that maybe play at one location one week and they play at another location another week. That might throw off. Um, somebody's routine. Right. Uh, so it's super important that you kind of think through that. Um, and ultimately, it's being considerate of people. Mm-hmm. Like you said, putting p- putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Right. Um, I think that's a really great mindset to have is, is going, am I sending somebody to a location that lives 20 minutes away from that location or they could go 10 minutes or less to another location? Because I can, I can definitely understand like maybe once a month, but that's kind of inconsiderate when they live closer to another location. Yeah. Um, if you have multi site, if you have multi site, like y'all are y'all are insane and y'all are a different type of anointed because <laughs> that has to be extremely hard. But I know if you are, you've got the team and the resources for that. So yeah, props to y'all doing that yeah. every week. So, but ultimately with scheduling. Um, I think it teaches for, you know, for students, it's teaching them to be accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, and as we talked in our last episode about training the next generation, sometimes it's teaching people how to be accountable. Um, if somebody's grown up and they've not had that accountability, holding them to that standard might actually be a discipleship tool that you have to do, Mm -hmm. um, that you have to use. And so, um, just different ways to, to do that, like I said, we'll mention uh, or we'll we'll put the, the link to VU Friends and Family in the show notes so that you can um, so that you can access that. You'll have to create a login and all that, but um, it's a very, very helpful resource. There's a lot of other things that you can use there. Um, yeah. Caleb, you got any last, last thoughts, ideas? Um, scheduling ahead. No matter... I don't want to, like, just throw what we do on. I mean, we have tried to find what works for us, but finding what works for your church and your group, um, your ministry, finding what's best for that is is going to be the key. And, I mean, we've given advice um, from, what, from what we've experienced. Obviously, it's not going to be the same, um, but, yeah. Finding finding what works for you guys. Um, if it is the same thing, hey, do it. Um, whatever works for you guys um, is what you need to do. 
Like, I don't want you to just copy some random um, <laughs> podcast that you're listening to. Um, hopefully it's not random. But um, anyways, um, yeah, finding what works for you is, is going to be the most effective um, and sticking to that and, you know, building culture off of the things that um, flow with, with your ministry is going to be what y'all need to do. So, yeah, do it to it and find what works. Yeah. Yep. So super quick, super practical, uh, probably one of our shorter episodes, but we just uh, wanted to address that and talk about it. Um, so, yeah, again, we encourage you to just hit record. Whatever God's placed on your heart, whatever um, he's, he's encouraging or leading you to do in a season, man, hit record. Mm-hmm. Share that with people because you never know what God could do when you just hit record. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next yeah. episode.